Did you ever have nurses say, we have so much in common? Like it felt like you were almost identical, like you were two peas in the pod, that you had so many things, your likes, your dislikes, all seemed to match up and all seemed to be the same. Today, one of the things we're going to talk about is this aspect of grooming, where grooming with a narcissist is a process, is a way to be able to get you to fall in love with them, to get you stuck inside a trauma bond, to get you tied to them emotionally, mentally, physically, sexually. All these different pieces happen that actually groom you to be the person that they want you to be. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to help provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm also on here to try to help people heal, grow, and change, and to develop into the person that they're called to be. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. A lot of times people don't understand what narcissistic abuse is and what it looks like on a consistent basis what it looks like in society, in regular everyday life. We have people that talk to therapists and the therapists don't understand what it looks like. They understand the textbook. But even as I've met with therapists on one-on-ones, they normally say, I've read about this, I've learned about this, I understand it, but it doesn't look like this in real life because it wasn't something that they saw or that they understood. Now, this concept of grooming, I came aware of it a couple years ago when I was going through the book Psychopath Free. And going through the book Psychopath Free, it started to talk about six different ways that people groom their victims. Now, it's talking about psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, all those things. And it's talking through this aspect of how they groom their victims to be able to connect with them, fall in love with them, etc. As I was going through, it was a mind-blowing experience because of the fact that I was seeing the very things that I had been doing for years. The difference was in looking at it and seeing it under the title of grooming, I realized that a lot of the things that I had viewed as love and building connection was actually just grooming other people, conditioning them to fall in line, to actually love me, to actually follow after me. And over and over, it started to break down my thoughts about myself, my thoughts about how I showed up, my thoughts about love and about connection. So I wanted to dive in and wanted to show you one today to be able to talk through. So if you're if you're new here and you're not sure about this book, it's called Psychopath Free, okay, by Jackson McKenzie. Uh, the title out of it, uh, the underneath the title is Recovering from Emotionally Abusive Relationships with Narcissists, Sociopaths, and Other Toxic People. Absolutely essential book for you to be able to read to be able to help on your healing. And one of the first chapters here it talks about this aspect of grooming. And personalized grooming of getting someone to look and act and respond a certain way for the narcissist. Okay, the book uses psychopath and it just groups everything together: psychopath, sociopath, uh, narcissist, all those things. But it just uses words sociopath, so they're not saying every single one every single time. Okay, with this one point, the one point is we have so much in common. And think of it this way: we see the world the same way. We have the same sense of humor. We're both so empathetic constantly helping out our friends and family members, we are perfect for each other. Did it feel like there was a moment in your relationship that you guys were 
perfect for each other. And then now as you look back, you're like, this doesn't even look like a relationship. This doesn't even look like a friendship. This does not look like love. A lot of times we'll see a narcissist that will purposely work towards mirroring you, looking like you, becoming more like you. I would do this all the time, especially in the area of music and movies. Those are like really easy ways to be able to latch onto someone else, to be able to see, oh, this is the music they like. I like that music too. And I'd go back home and I'd listen to it. Not because I liked it, but because I knew it would connect me to another person. I'd be able to see over a period of time what mood they were in based on what music they were listening to, how to connect with them, how to be able to like, oh, I was listening to this as well. Like all these little nuances. And the second piece says, the psychopath repeatedly drills these points home. Oftentimes even going as far to say as we're practically the same person. During the grooming phase, psychopaths observe and mimic. They steal qualities from their victims and almost seem to become a better version of the target's personality, co-opting all of the cheerful positives without any of the burdensome emotions that come along with them. Did you ever feel like the person that you were with started to look like you, started to act like you, and you're like, it's kind of what I want. It's kind of what I think would be cool. A lot of times it is done in a purposeful and in a manipulative way. What it says here is this is all an act. The amplified, mirrored qualities are nothing more than a facade. Psychopaths don't truly feel or understand any of the things they imitate. They are able to offer a superficial and flattering copy of the victim's personality, nothing more. None of the depth, compassion, and empathy that come along with being human. Like everything else they have to offer, their copycat personalities are hollow and empty. Maybe you've seen this in the relationship where you've wondered or you've reached out or you've looked at wondering why the toxic person in your life doesn't have a hobby, doesn't have something that they actually like to do, nothing that actually brings them intrinsic joy or like happiness. But instead, they just shift and modify. And all of a sudden, one thing that they love doing with you, they go to the next person, they absolutely hate doing that thing. Like we see this happen all, all over time and time. For me, it was this aspect that I couldn't find something that actually made me excited. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Unless it was connected to another person, what I was getting from another person, what I was receiving, what I was, how I was getting a reaction, whatever it was. Like I couldn't really like connect with something. Like a lot of times people have hobbies that they're like, oh, I just love playing basketball. I just love running. Like I just love doing these things. Like they bring me so much joy, whatever. I, I couldn't tap into that. I didn't know how to tap into that. I didn't know what that even was. Frankly, I thought it was kind of weird that people like could connect with those things. I was like, okay, like I'm doing it, but it doesn't actually bring me joy. It doesn't actually bring me pleasure, but I feel something when I connect with this person, when I interact with this person. It's all a facade. It's all a way to be able to mimic what another person has. Sometimes to try to figure out what am I, what am I missing? To try to be able to find something to fill the void, to fill the hole that I feel inside of like, why can't I actually have something that makes me happy? 
But I'm always going to the next person, going to the next thing, trying to find something that's going to fill that void. A lot of times when we talk about narcissists, we'll talk about the void. We'll talk about the thing that they're running away from, the guilt and the shame, the stuff that's like weighing them down, but also the stuff that they're trying to fill up. And the problem is trying to fill up from external will never work. And what goes on to say, the psychopath will spend most of the idealization phase listening to you and excitingly responding that he or she feels the same way as you do. You're going to see this typically a lot of times in covert relationships, covert narcissists, vulnerable narcissists, where they're spending so much time getting to know you, but you spend no time getting to know them. Not that you don't try, but they kind of keep that back. They kind of push you back of like, I'm not comfortable saying that. Or they switch the conversation background on you. You'll eventually come to think that they're the only person you'll ever meet who is so similar to you. And you're right. But it's because it's flat out impossible and creepy for two people to be identical in every way. A lot of times we don't realize this when you're in a, a romantic relationship with a toxic person. You're like, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. Like, I can't believe this. Like, we're so connected. We're so in love. Like, this is like the identical person for me. Yeah, those people typically don't exist. Typically, it is a facade, a built-up mask, a built-up version of the narcissist that they want you to see in the moment to be able to connect with. You have to understand that normal people have differences. It's what makes life interesting. But psychopaths can skip this complication because they don't have an identity. They don't have a sense of self. They don't have life experiences that shape their needs, insecurities, and fantasies. Instead, they steal yours. Like a chameleon, they will mimic every part of your personality to become your perfect match. This is a piece that you're going to see a lot of times when you're dealing with a narcissistic, with a toxic person. Maybe you've already seen this in the relationship where they've stolen parts of your identity and you're left not knowing who you are. You're left not doing the things that first you fell in love with in the relationship, but he's doing those things. The hobbies that you thought were amazing that you no longer have joy in that now he's doing with the next person. And you see these pieces get taken from a relationship to relationship to relationship and it feels amazing in the moment and then you're left with nothing. This is how oftentimes a narcissist builds the mask. For each person that I would interact with, I would be the same, but I would be different. For one person, I would connect with this type of music. Another person, I would connect with this type of music and so on and so forth. Because the whole goal was how do I establish connection as quick as possible? How do I get to the place where this person and I connect, where we're able to start having an interaction, an emotional, physical, sexual relationship? How do we work this? But I wanted to change it around in my mind to view it as love, to view it as this type of connection. To view it as this type of relationship that was good, that was healthy, that was pure, when all I was doing was lying to myself and grooming other people to be the person that I wanted them to be, to be the ideal partner for me, to, to fill out the shapes and the forms and the attitudes and the behaviors of what I wanted. Are you at a place where the narcissist in your life has groomed you, has molded you to be the version that they want you to be? has worked on becoming the exact person as you so that they can connect with you. And you start to think, that is the only person I can connect with. Out of the billions of people on the planet, I can promise you it's not. 
But oftentimes that's what you hold on to, to sell yourself out for a relationship that's no longer helping you to grow, to change, to heal, develop. If you want to start your journey today, go to escapetoxicity.com. You can start there with a seven-day challenge for $7 to start you moving forward. Just a start on your healing journey. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, you can go to rawmotivations.com. would love to interact with you. would love to help you. And would love to help you understand the things that have been happening in your life that make you feel crazy, that make you feel trapped. That there is hope. And there is freedom. You're not crazy. You're not alone. You're not hopeless. Reach out for help. <laughs>